You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 8th of uh, April, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. And I got to repeat myself because I just can't believe it. It's the 8th of April, 2021. Um, spring's here. It's gorgeous outside, uh, at least on the eastern side of the continent. Um, and uh, it's been a, 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 a busy week in the search world. Dave Davies, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, almost finally relaxing. I'm getting Pfizer, my first Pfizer shot, getting Pfizerized on Saturday, um, which is a, a good feeling um, or a bit of a relief. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, business is good. Life is mellow. Toronto and Ontario is on lockdown again. So life has to be mellow. We don't really got much choice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a really interesting week. It, it's funny. We was chatting with some, and, and uh, my American friends won't know, won't know the region or, or how this works out, but I'm sure they have an equivalent down there where I don't think I've ever known a region quite so much as Peel region that I didn't live anywhere close to as I do now, right? Because it keeps making the news for exactly what we're talking about. Peel region is a large, uh, suburb, like it almost, it, it's a massive city on the West side of Toronto and it's full of factories, right? It's the manufacturing hub of, uh, Southern Ontario. Thus one of the major manufacturing hubs of North America, certainly of Canada and all of North America. And, um, in Ontario, those businesses are all essential services. So, workers and workers haven't been given sick days in Ontario and in fact the government that we have got into office two years ago and took away sick days from workers not knowing they might need it because there's a pandemic coming up uh now the government refuses to give workers sick days forces them to go to work they can't afford to miss their shifts and they're working cheek to jowl with each other with the honestly um 
the company is supposed to be complying with uh, COVID precautions, but they're 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 not. And as you said, nobody wants to be near Peel Region because Peel Region is right now is North America's, not Canada's, not. I mean, like like North America's massive outbreak zone. Yeah. Um. And 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 and, and for, for 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 the last year, Canadians have looked have looked south in horror at what's happening in the States, thinking, oh, my goodness, if only they had a responsible government that could, you know, guide them through. Uh, Well, now it feels very different because America is on top of it, are vaccinating people as fast as they can find them. It's like they're pulling people off the street, jabbing a needle in their arms and putting them out again, which is wonderful. And in Canada, we're lagging behind um, going into... um, a terrifying third and in some places fourth wave with the new variants. Yeah. Yeah. And I saved the formula in my handy code spreadsheet, which I just keep handy for like stuff I have to look up over and over again is in data studio. How do you connect Google analytics with search console? Because search console does the pages with HTTPS colon slash slash. Whereas in, in, uh, in, unless you tell it to um, in Google analytics, it doesn't. Well, you use regex and you go, okay, out of search console, strip all that out, right? Because basically what regex lets you do is create rule sets and you can go, okay, I want to see X number of characters. Then I want to see HTTP has to be there. Then we don't know if there's an S, so we'll put a dot. Then we have to put a series of slash. It basically creates structures where you can go, okay, and as soon as you see it end with this slash, then we move on to the next thing, right? Like, so basically you can pull out a domain or something like that. It gets like, I'm just listing a very simplistic example. You can get into some really elaborate filters into um, Google analytics that I would pull on, you know, somebody like Andy Cushing or something to explain who I know is highly proficient in regex. Um, but, but this is a sort of power. So now over in search console, we can go, okay, I want to see these rules obeyed, but not these ones. So what we'll be able to do is create structures where I go, okay, it has this keyword. I don't care if there's something in, the, and then it has another keyword at the end. So I have Nike. I don't have, like I have either nothing or something. And then I have the word shoes. So Nike, you know, model shoes or something like that. And be able to filter it and pull just all of those keywords out. It's going to be interesting enough in search console to be able to do that but i'm going to be really interested in what capabilities that's going to add to some of the connectors over into data studio and and, because you're doing it sort of post you could run them but i I think it's going to be really really interesting um and and what i'm waiting for is a really just handy article and i'm literally waiting for it and somebody will write it who's better at regex than i am a really handy article on here's the cheat sheet of all the ones that you need for search console (laughs) <laughs> like, here's is, the, is, is that a prediction or is that a request? Um, for 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 the listening for the audience, article, <laughs> I will not be doing. It. I do suspect that that it just like you know the the folks who write over at SEJ and SEL, right? Like, I know one of them is like, oh yeah, I'll do that, and then they'll build up a few of them and go, oh, I owe Danny another article. <laughs> So that'll be the article because they'll have already done the work. That's exactly how like ninety percent of us like come up with the article ideas. So, I just did a bunch of work to do this. Seems like other people would care. <laughs> so, so then you put out the article on, on that subject, and usually they do. Um, I, I'm guessing, and now that we've talked about it on the show, um, if one of the listening audience happens to be a writer, if you can develop those and share them in a post, we'll talk about it on the show, and I'll probably steal it and maybe even share it, but I'll, I'll probably steal all the codes. And Andy had them to my handy codes spreadsheet that I was talking about. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, we talked about uh, stuff. We just talked about stuff being given to SEOs. Um, here's one being taken away. Uh, kind of an old, an old, old timey thing. <laughs> Yahoo Answers, the good old Link Factory, known as Yahoo Answers, is shutting down. Now there used to be a time. Okay, for, for for people who don't know what Yahoo was, um, that used to be a search uh, a search directory that was kind of like the second most popular search engine in the world, but they blew it. They could have bought Google at one time too, but they blew it. Yeah, okay, for like but, a few million. Like, <laughs> okay, but they they had a number of amazing properties. They still do have a number of amazing properties, and they're still probably one of the largest content networks in the world. And one of the big, those big blocks of content was Yahoo Answers, which was kind of like old timey Quora, but less depressing. Um, Yahoo Answers was. Um, one of the first places where you would get a bunch of user-generated content. Um, and naturally, for SEOs, it was a place you could um, phrase a uh, juicy little link coming from a Yahoo domain. Yeah. Oh, it's it, closing it, down. That's the thing. They're, they're taking yeah. it going away. Yeah, and yes. Right? Like, if I have to ask a, a question, right? Like if I was just asking questions... Uh, you know where you'd go, right? Like, okay, for most of the questions, I would head over to Stack Exchange, but that's because most of my questions lean, you know, towards the like technical side of things. So you would go to either your niche or Quora, right? Or just Google, ask the question and go to Wikipedia and get it answered, right? Because nine times out of 10 for a question, Wikipedia is going to be the answer anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm I'm always kind of sad for, it's like when GeoCities closed. It's like, yes, that's right, but Mm, that's kind well, of sad. For what it's worth, it was much harder to phrase a link at GeoCities than it, than it was at <laughs> Yahoo Answers because GeoCities, you had to work for it. Um, Yahoo Answers, you had to write some drivel and throw a link in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Yahoo Answers, one of the one of the great repositories of really clever and people people would dedicate like great deals of time to giving the very best answer possible only to have a whole bunch of trolls come in underneath them and just cut it all to pieces. Um, Yahoo Answers is shutting down, I believe, on the 14th of this month. And um, for people who are still completely reliant on link, or still somewhat reliant on link building, that's, um, well, that's, uh, it's gone. <laughs> and good riddance, really. And probably like, I mean, good point, riddance. Yeah. Okay, so... Have you ever wondered what Wix stands for? I, I've never even thought to ask. Neither had I. And, and, and until recently, when they went on this really bizarre um, marketing campaign, which was more of a screw WordPress than a push Wix campaign. So I'm figuring Wix stands for what is that, but spelled with an X. Um, X-H-E-T. What is that? Okay, so... Wix thought it would be a uh, good idea to send um, really high-end Bose nose noise-canceling headphones to a uh, bunch of social media influencers and uh, webmasters and bloggers and um, people who work in WordPress, people who, who are like WordPress evangelists. So it sends about a thousand of these things out, okay? A thousand of these packages out with like high-end headphones. And a QR code 
that it asked the uh, the webmasters to scan, which takes it to a one and a half minute long rant about how crappy WordPress is. And that was the promotion. So I don't, I'm, 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 I don't know if I described that poorly, but um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just one of those really bizarre, what the heck just happened? Why did they do that sort of things? Um, trying to promote a product that's actually Wix gets a lot of uh, a lot of bad press in the SEO world, and the people at Wix heard that bad press, and they still have what I think most SEOs would consider a substandard product, but they're working really hard to improve it, um, and they are putting the time, and they are putting the energy, in, and they are they they've done really good marketing until now, and I, I just don't I, I just don't get it. No, and I mean you know to 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 go along that that sort of tangent like you're saying you know, sent some expensive headphones out sent a qr code got this backlash to me i'm like okay that costs a lot of money why wouldn't you just go hey we're going to spend that money we're going to contact 20 of the best wordpress developers and go we're going to periodically contact you we're going to pay you for your time and you're going to tell us what sucks right and you're going to tell us as we're getting better and then you're going to give us feedback and then we're going to come back and let you know when we fix those things, right? Like combination WordPress developers and SEOs. Why not just spend that money actually making your product something that people go, you know, it's better than WordPress, right? Like, and there are some that, that, that I've looked at, you know, I, I'm working with a client in Webflow. It's great. It's naturally fast. It'll never be quite as fast as some of the things you can make other systems do, but it starts out faster than WordPress because you can't bloat the bloody thing with plugins, right? <laughs> but you're limited in what you can do easily, right? So, again, you have to call your developer. So, right. I mean, you know, there, there's systems like that and it'll never be perfect, but there are systems that do compete and it gets well-reviewed. Um, so why couldn't they just, you know, from a marketing standpoint, have, have pulled something like that off? I think they were trying to race to the finish line before their product was ready to get there is, is, is I suspect. And, and you shouldn't pick on people have a soft spot for WordPress. Regardless, I've worked in other systems. I've liked other systems. There are systems I like better than WordPress, but I'll always have a soft spot in my heart again on WordPress and I'll never trash them unless one, they do something stupid. At one time, WordPress was uh, arguably running 65% plus of uh, the websites that were out there. Mm -hmm. If you'd asked me at this time last year, um, what the predominant platform in my stable of clients and the stable of websites I'm responsible for, I'd have let, you know, I don't look at you like, what? WordPress, obviously. Yeah. Honest truth? Since the autumn, I've only worked on one WordPress site. I've worked on at least a dozen websites in that time, different sites. Only one of them was platformed on, web, on WordPress. Hmm. The other ones, I've been in an e-com world recently, but um, uh, I mean, WordPress has its own e-com extensions. <laughs> right. Sort of. But yeah. um, um, I hadn't thought about it until now, but it, it's actually, I got this feeling WordPress is kind of on a um, receding, and then it just might be, it just might be sort of like historic um, circumstances. We're in a lockdown, all the... Retail is locked down across the world, and retailers have to get stuff to market. And so, Shopify and Big Commerce and Volusion and all the all the shopping engines, um, shopping platforms, uh, have done extremely well. Uh, Shopify, in fact, has done so well; it's one of the most um, profitable companies in Canada. Um, 
And maybe that's why WordPress feels like it's receding right now, just because shopping cart platforms are um, blowing ahead so fast. What, what do you reckon? Do you, do you get that feeling? You know what? Actually, I, I, I'm actually looking at an article right now from Kinsta, who does some good. I mean, they're the site that I keep going to for, for my WordPress stats. And it's interesting because you hit the nail on the head on what's going on right now. If we look at all sites on, 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 on the planet Earth right now, um, WordPress is still crushing it. Percentage of all websites, 40%. Percentage of CMS-driven websites, 64%. There They're you go, just sure. crushing it. But when you go to e-commerce... WooCommerce, 14. Shopify, 21. Sure. WooCommerce. I mean, like. Um, But what is more interesting is once you get to the top 10,000 websites, WooCommerce, 5. Shopify, still 21. So now all of a sudden, that's where the differentiation is. It's it's among companies that hire people like Jim Hedger, right? And, 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 you know, to, to, to make their sites. And those are the ones in Shopify. I know we've got a client who just moved two of his sites over to, over from Woo over to Shopify just in the last three, four months. And you're right. It's in part, we hit this pandemic that gives not only extra time for developers to deal with crap, but it makes a lot more important the e-commerce side of things. It's a freaking scale thing. I mean, it's just WooCommerce. If I think it starts crapping out past like 4,999 item point. Right. Um, the big houses that just they're unending. It's 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 one website. I'm not even sure how many pages it has. It's because it's unending. Um, <laughs> um, I know exactly how many pages they have, more <laughs> or less. But I swear to you, it's unending. Right. Um, and the neat thing is the platform's just stable enough to do that. Right. And that's what's really important, right? Well, kinda. <laughs> um, <laughs> kinda, especially if you know you, you get that 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 that. A uh, terrible message at like four in the morning saying Europe is Europe is down. Europe's not down. The entire system's down. It's just manifesting in Europe. Right. <laughs> okay. On that, we got to take a break. Um, we've gone over time for this part for this for this part of the show. So, I'm after Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedrick from Always Media. You're listening to Web to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the eighth of April, 2021, and we're back after this message. looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And it is the 8th of April, 2021. It's, uh, God, I can't believe the, the year's a third over. I know. Like, it's just, it's, it's just going so fast folks are uh we might we might be able to capture summertime again <laughs> um if you get a chance get vaccinated covid is still real it's still out there there's a uh third wave of it in some places a fourth wave of it in another and whichever wave you're in is being driven by new variants um one that was first spotted in the uk another that was spotted in brazil and a third that that apparently first came from japan and um, take them seriously, please. The sooner we can get past all of this, the sooner we can get our lives, our economy, and our society back. Get vaccinated as fast as you possibly can. Don't be afraid of it. It's the world's largest test test case. Okay. That, so we don't have to do that at the end of the show now. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's been a... Uh, fight, I guess, is the nicest way to put it, happening in the SEO world. And um, it escalated again this week. Google versus Rand Fishkin, or Rand Fishkin versus Google, however you want to look at it. Um, started about a month and a half ago, a month ago, with um, Rand publishing a study from SparkToro suggesting that um, 60% or more of Google searches do not end up in a click. And uh, Google, Google's Danny Sullivan, um, shooting back saying, that's just not true. Um, Rand shooting back saying, yes, it is. Google saying back, shooting back saying, no, it's not. Well, round two has happened. And um, by the way, that, 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 I, I was paraphrasing. It actually kind of got nasty. Um, round two is happening. Rand has released more data. Um, backing up his argument that 60% plus, actually 62% of all searches at Google do not end in a, do not generate a click. And he's um, published a whole new set of metrics to uh, to prove his point. Um, have you been following this, Dan? Yeah, I, I've, I've found it kind of fascinating um, to, to watch this sort of play out um and it places a very very interesting burden of proof in a very interesting spot now i i've always and and, and there's there's problems with the logic behind this by itself but i've always relied on if you're going to argue a set of data it is up to you to provide the counterpoints right so Rand fishkin has come out and gone this is accurate data Mm-hmm. Like in 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 Rand's view, this is the accurate data that we have, um, and then Google coming in going no, but without actually countering with any data. Like, 
but they can't give us the data. And of course, their data would be far more accurate than Rand's. So while I have zero doubt that when they say no, that they are being accurate, what is very important is the degree of no that we're talking about. No can be 0.1% off. (laughs) So, um, you know, but no could also mean, okay, Rand's methodology while fine from an outsider's standpoint is not based on the world of data that is available. Right. Like he's having to use outside systems. He's not using internal systems. So just like if I was trying to measure and we've all seen these tools that measure the estimated website traffic of of a site. Right. Like just here's the traffic and the breakdown. SEM Rush. Yes, I'm going to call it by its proper name. SEM Rush um, has a tool built in. If you run it on your own site and then look at your analytics, it is wrong. Right. Like it just it's kind of okay, but it's wrong. It's more, you know, Specific, so I'm sure his data is closer, but um, you know, that, that Rand is using. So yes, it will be fundamentally wrong, but how wrong and Google will, will not, it can't actually come out and go, here's exactly the percentage of no clicks. <laughs> like they, 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 they can't do that. So, and, and it would be, you know, sort of query specific because you get into the, this never should have had a click to begin with. It was inconvenient for users to have to click. Well, indeed. Um, indeed. And at the beginning of this whole thing, I, my, my first thought was, um, given the scale Google's working at, and the fact that, of, of course, there's a greater number of no-click searches, given there's a greater number of searches. <laughs> um, like, the search search is just growing and growing. People, more people are using search month after month after month. That, that has continued since the day Google opened shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered why this story mattered. And then Google argued back so vociferously. Right. And then Rand is countering. And, and again, when, when Google argued back, it got it got nasty. Um, there was there was heated words exchanged. Um, camps set up in the SEO world and heated words got exchanged between them. Um, and now Rand is um, again saying saying here's the data. Here's how I arrived at this. Google, show me your homework. And uh, Google hasn't responded yet, but I got a feeling it's not going to be pleasant. No, no. And and hopefully they can come in with some you know, sort of range. But I, I would like to see it broken out a lot more um, into specifics, right? Like, give me conversion you know, product specific queries. What are what are they? Right. And and pulling those out. If I'm trying to figure out what the weather is, that's part that it's designed to be a no-click query. And and, and and won't that happen more frequently as people get used to being able to do that? Well, it, I start my day you setting a whole bunch of commands to a personal assistant, like my 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 Google Home device. That's I start my day by going set an alarm, set an alarm, set an alarm. I look at my calendar and go okay. set all these alarms, right? Like I, I did I do that on day one? Did I do that five years ago? No, I didn't. But all of a sudden, I'm interacting with Google on on a on a much more robust scale. Mm-hmm. Um, than, than I had previously. Now, I don't think that that's not sort of being factored in here. And, and so that's fine. But Google understands my intents a lot more now. Google's not making me click through to read the, the weather. Now, we can rant about that as, as a totally different how much it sucks to be a publisher and my problems with that and why I think Google should have to pay publishers because we need publishers right? for Google to rip off, scrape, and then hand me the weather. Right? Like, <laughs> yep. you know, we, we, we need, but we need that, that content creation to begin with for Google to, to present that to me. And, and, and we know it's being tracked. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Two different ways, at least. We can get into flock now, too, if we really want. But, um, you know, what what I think is missing from this is is that context of going, okay, of these types of queries. Because what we actually care about for for queries that we're only doing for link building or, or just resource generation, like we're building it in guides on our travel site, really we're just there for branding and links. Right, like that's 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 why we're building these guides out. When somebody searches vacation rental location X Y Z, those are the queries we need the clicks for. So, what are our what does this data mean over in those types of queries? In by intent queries, how does that data play out? In in you know basically short form information seeking queries, what what would that basically if rank brain comes into play? I shouldn't really care whether as a click or not, because chances are it's short form. I'm totally simplifying here, by the way, and this is not what Rank Brain is for. But if Smith comes in, then all of a sudden it's probably something I should be getting a click for because it needs longer form content than a featured snippet would provide. So, which brings me to the the, the real question that, that that, honest to goodness, I don't understand this. So, you know, you're much smarter than me, Dave. Please explain this to me. Why is this a hill that Rand wants to fight Google on and a hill that Google wants to defend so, so badly? Because right now on our show, we've said Rand Fishkin about <laughs> 10 times and Spark Toro now twice, and we've done that a couple oh, times. Come on, Rand, well, doesn't, Rand doesn't got a goof with Google to get us to say his name, though. No, I mean, he could come out with something great, but when you put out something like that, and it's not, don't get me wrong, Rand has constantly gotten under Google's skin and in some very creative and very accurate in very important ways, um, right? Like I, I was there when he went, okay, everybody click through to this result and watching that result move up in local for, for a restaurant, <laughs> right? Like don't tell me it doesn't. We all just made it happen in a room full of like a thousand people. He manufactured that and we watched it happen. So mm-hmm. it, you know, he, he does this in very specific ways, but do I think that in part he would be doing this as a, as a repeat and going, I'm going to evergreen this, um, you know, in part because it's getting some great traction and awareness. Sure. He's a marketer. Would I do the same? Yes. That's not a judgment. Like, I'm, not, I'm going, that's good marketing. So yes, absolutely. He is. This is important data, but we don't have the access to a completely different type of information from Google because it's no click. That doesn't impact business at all. Doesn't, like at all. If all of a sudden I'm going, set an alarm for, set an alarm for, set an alarm for. If those were being qualified as, as queries in this context, and they're not, but but you can see how to weather app, right? Like, but now I know in a no-click query, I can get that, whereas before I needed an app from a different system. No, so, although that app from the different system might have delivered an advertisement that that, 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 that that paid for the system. And now we're circling back to, yes, I do think Google should have to pay for this no-click query source. <laughs> so, but that gets into a different discussion. And is that, is that why Google is going to defend this hill so, so vociferously? And in that context, they should. And that's the context they should be presenting. Going, we're not stealing your clicks when somebody wants to buy blue widgets. What we're doing is we're getting in front of a new type of person, which I think is the majority. Not all. Well, but the majority of what's going on. See, the thing like the, the, there's something called the the, the Streisand effect, where uh, if you try to uh, uh, sort of hush something up or try to bully your way out of a problem on the web, it only amplifies the issue. You know, and it gets more people to look at it. And I think that's what Google did with this here. I think I think had Rand said what he had said back in uh, uh, December or January. Um, and Google not bothered responding. 
it would have just sort of gone where most news goes, right? Yeah. yeah. It's very telling to this story, and it is part of their data, though, is paid click-through rate was higher. Now, we can get out of, like, you know, how, why, you know, why is that? And there's a bunch of factors in there, but people are clicking when they want to buy things, right? Like, that's what that boils down to is the market. So organic is down 10%. What click type? And that's CTR, not overall clicks. Traffic is still up because market share is up. But or, or, or I guess search volume is is up more than the click-through rate is down. But it tells me that it's just the type of query. And I think just uh, there's 10% more queries are coming into Google from people who are going, oh, I can just look this up and get an answer without actually having to engage with a, with a website. I don't think they're taking traffic that didn't exist. Or, or that w- Initially, they did. When all of a sudden featured snippets started going out, they were taking traffic that was getting clicks. But that's kind of done now, right? The, the big... The, the, you know, it's like sort of I'm picturing Black Knight from Monty Python, right? Like the arms and legs are off. Like that that, that one's gone now. Um, so you know, we're, we're, we're just having to, to sort of you know, limp along um, with, with what's going on now. But none of that, if you're, as you were talking about, if you're in e-commerce, that didn't really, didn't really impact you tremendously anyway. If you're, if what you're trying to do is sell, click-through rates are up. So Okay. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> don't know. Why can't we all just get along? Indeed. Okay. So there's been a uh, increase of people complaining that Google has gotten into places it shouldn't get into. Uh, people's staging sites are appearing in Google search results more frequently. Um. This is this is actually happening. Like it's it's not like webmasters have gotten COVID foggy brain and forgotten to shut down their staging servers. I think Google's crawlers are powerful enough to weave their way in, fill in forms, get through robot text files or ignore robot text files entirely. The <laughs> bastards. Um, is that my imagination or what? I no. think they're ignoring them. Yeah, they they are. I, I think that is their quest to go. Yes, we won't add it to our index, but we're getting through. Right? Like <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're, we're going to see what's there. Kilroy um, was here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Serious? That's what it is. Okay. So, if your staging if your staging server is sending results to Google, you got a problem because that's not complete work that can't be showing up in the search results it's not finished work yet right so google's advice is to use um full username and password authentication as a wall between your staging server and the web which is what you should have been doing in the first place anyway yeah and that's what i, I mean you know and I, I mean i host with with wp engine and i have a bunch of clients over there as well so a little plug i guess for for wp engine here but um it's one of the things that their staging server just does that that's just the way it sets up it goes we're going to make a username and password and now you need to enter that when you want to get in there um i i, I fully support this i I've, I've had this problem with clients who who host and you can put the no index on there and oftentimes a client will forget, but you can put it on there and they'll, they'll still get their way through sometimes. Well, the, here's the thing. Do not trust robot text files to be um, obeyed by the engine. If you want to direct the engine to not index a page 
to or but to follow through all the links or to not follow links but to index the content um you got to do that in the head section with straight up directives you can't rely on robot on robot text blocking a spider any you used to be able to but they don't care anymore they simply don't care no, and here's one of the things that I absolutely love. As somebody who's seen screw-ups more times than I can probably count at this point, I'm sure you have too, and probably many of our listeners. Is oh, I made them. When, the when you put em. that username and password on your staging site, if you happen to accidentally deploy that live, you're going to know it inside of about three seconds because you're going <laughs> to visit your site and you're going to be asked for a username and password. If you forget the robots file or you forget the no index on your site, you might forget that until you call your SEO and go, why is our site crashing in the rankings? And your SEO goes in there and goes, Ugh. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. you need to not push things live without telling me. Uh, can you tell who this has happened to? <laughs> so it, it just also helps avoid accidents. You, you, you can't not notice that when you push your site live, that you're all of a sudden being asked for a username and password. If you got a problem with that, just go check over at Yahoo Answers. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. Um, we are uh, a quarter to the top of the hour at the time of recording. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 8th of April, 2021. Stick around. We've got more coming up after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. And an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Dave and one, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. We are rounding out the hour. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. And uh, 
this is I'm going to go again with the with the tagline: the good Google giveth, and the good Google taketh away. And this is like a more of a Google local thing. Um, Google is going to give more ways that local search results can be surfaced uh, using the um, you know the people also search for feature. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if uh, you enter a query that would trigger a local search result and Google's got inventory that can fill in there and map inventory or whatever, Google will, from, from biz, uh, Google My Business, they'll publish it um, in the people also search for area um, just, just below the search results and likely um, get you a click faster than, um, than just 10 blue links would. Yeah, and here's what I find interesting about this one. <laughs> and this goes mm-hmm. back to our, our last story before we went to break. Now, I haven't been able to replicate it, so I'm only basing my assumption on what I have seen in the results, is that you are getting these, these you know, sort of map results with the, with the business name there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the searches that the original tweet poster, um, Valentin Pletzer, um, had posted out is win home inspection, right? Like the name, the name is win, not to win something, but win. Um, if I click that, I'm imagining, because I've seen tiles like that, that I would then be taken to the map that would then have the business information in, in the map. Now, if I call that number, it's going to be a no click, even though I click to find the information on that business. Very possibly. I accomplished what I wanted, and so did the business. Right? And that's where Jason Bernard would be a great person to have on to talk about exactly this because he's constantly talked about Google My Business and, and, and your search result is your website, right? Like, I mean, you, you know, he understands website, like, he's not, you know, like that, but, you know, to, to now treat this aspect of things as your site and go, okay, when somebody clicks that, that actually is a click. So maybe what Rand should also be looking at is pulling in this data because you can get it of how often did my did my business appear in a map? How how often was it clicked on in the map? How often was it called? How often was it? If we pull all of that data in and go, okay, we're actually going to add that to click data. We're going to treat an interaction with my map listing and with my business listing on Google. We're going to treat that as an engagement, as, a, as, a, as equal to a click. In some ways, I would say more valuable than a click because I'm an SEO. You know what I don't make business off? Somebody filling a form. You know what I do make business off? Somebody calling me up <laughs> um, because you're, you're going to engage better. I mean, yes, you can with forms, but we all know like a, a call. If you're selling real estate, for example, you're going to do better on the phone than you're going to do you know, when somebody fills out a form and goes, here's the house that I'm kind of interested in. And they've done that on 100 different websites, right? Like you're going to be better on the call. Um, so I'd be interested in, in seeing Rand's same study going, okay, now pull this data in, right? And this, I, I literally thought of that when seeing that went, oh yeah, right. There's this aspect of things too, that's incredibly strong. On. And I report it in data studio as a, like a, this is a conversion. I've done this. Uh, well, you remember we had Alan on last week saying mm-hmm. exactly this. It's not about um, who you get or how many you get coming to your site anymore. It's about who you get coming to your site and how, and what you can track them doing when they're there. Did they make that conversion? Um, And in the cases that we're talking about now, the conversion is in fact made on the search engine result page because in in, in the example you used, that's all about lead gen. Well, and I've often, my full conversion 
has happened. I'm looking, happened to me last time I, I was traveling. Uh, now this isn't a big travel, you know, it was when, uh, you know, I was, I was just off in Whistler, right? Like, which we're not allowed to travel to now, but we were at the time, um, you know, on my way back, I was looking for a gas station. So I went to Google, <laughs> I entered it in and went, where's the nearest gas station on my way back? And I went directions. That was a full engagement. They absolutely fully converted. I, I found them, had discovery and got my directions there but it never would have shown up. It would have been a no-click query. A full conversion cycle, even better than a conversion that required me to call <laughs> because I didn't even need to call. I just went, gave them my money, and they never needed to you know, even see me ever again. <laughs> you know, so. both, both you um, and, uh, and that gas station were quite lucky because had you been in America and had to do that, you may well have been directed to Independence Canvas. A wonk in uh, in Google My Business on American. Um... That's a brilliant segue, by the way. I, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't even know if you knew you were making it. Um, a wonk in Google's uh, Google My Business in the United States uh, uh, last last week put um, well a bunch of Google's businesses in Google My Business in. Um, the middle of the United States, the exact middle of the United States, Independence, Kansas. And for a short time, Independence, Kansas had what had to be the largest downtown in human history. <laughs> At least on paper. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's sort of funny that that, I mean, and, and we can't blame them, right? Like these are the sort of little bugs that got sorted out. But for a short period of time, it would have caused a lot of problems for people because there was probably somebody getting directions at the time that bug hit. <laughs> I don't think we got enough gas to get there, Mildred. <laughs> it's like, stay on this road for <laughs> 300 miles. <laughs> okay. Um, that would have been if... Uh, that's that's mightily annoying. If uh, you were one of 533 million Facebook users whose data was stolen quite a while ago, actually uh, between June 2017 and April 2018, you might have forgotten that all your data was stolen. And you might be excused from getting your data was stolen because nobody was doing nothing with it until, well, last week when they ended up on a uh, craptastic hacking forum on April the 3rd. And now the data from 533 million Facebook users, which I think is about, uh, I don't know, a fifth of them, um, a fifth of all Facebook users, the day that their uh, account was created, their date of birth, their email address, their Facebook ID, Facebook bio, full name, location, marriage details, phone number, past location, and relationship data. If you can uh, you know carp together uh, an identity from that kind of information? Um, well, <laughs> you, you might want the information of 533 million Facebook users because it's out there, including Mark Zuckerberg's. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Mark, this is why we change our passwords frequently. Indeed. <laughs> So this, um, there's places you can go to check on this. Go to um, Google and type in um, Facebook hack checker. Uh, the data was stolen from 106 countries. 
32 million records belonging to Facebook users in the United States, 11 million records from the UK, um, and uh, millions more across Europe. Um, again, um, it's a lot of information out there. Identity theft is a real thing. Protect yourself. See if you've been hacked or not. Um, one more. I think we have time for one more. Uh, where, where do you want to go? Um, well, we can go to a statement of the obvious, but I think it can lead to a discussion on, on bigger things, um, like on, on, on more important things. Um, and it actually was, was just after our show, um, last week, well, the day after our show last week, um, Google announced we can recognize and understand pagination through internal links. Um, you know, yeah, yes, of course they can, because at the bottom of a blog post, for example, like on your on your blog, like here's your 10 and then you hit the bottom and then you click next and, and then and then there's a link and it takes you to slash two, right, or page two or whatever it might might be in the mm-hmm. URL structure. It's a it's a fairly typical URL structure, right? Like the, the, this, the system has seen this structure many, many, many times. But I think what's more important than saying, Google can understand pagination because that actually is not always true. Sometimes they can't because I'm actually dealing with a site that does not have pagination set up to actually be understood. Um, the, the way their, their, their clicks are not set up with an href. Right? So it, it all falls apart then. So Google doesn't understand it, but Gee, that's not Google. Google's we fault. got you right where we want yeah, you. Right? So it's like, okay, uh, we're just purposely hiding about 80% of our content. Um, But um, what I think this leads to is, is more important than just, do they understand pagination? Because at the end of the day, who really cares if they understand pagination, right? Like if they understand that pagination is pagination, what they need to understand is here's our main blog post. There is one link to pass page rank over to here. This page now has X weight. It will then cascade that weight down the page. I mean, I'm, I'm oversimplifying page rank passing, but we all, you know, I think all of our listening audiences heard me ramble on enough about, about page rank. But, I mean, it doesn't need to know that this is page two. Understanding that might help it get a bit of context to go, okay, maybe it needs to have a little more weight than a standard link would come from the bottom of a page because it just means that it's, you know, two weeks old. It doesn't mean it's irrelevant content, right? And or maybe as weak as it is. But so understanding pagination is a bit helpful. But actually understanding how your entire link weight passing through your site functions is, I think, a little more important um, than just understanding that Google understands pagination. Google understands context of links. It's it goes much broader than just pagination. Well, I mean, if you think about think about all the all the different links that would be universal on a website that like will lead to a page a b c d e f and, and all the way down to, to down to z um or one two three or whatever right mm-hmm. um you got like top level nav you got footer links you have um links within the piece itself that uh, may may join it together you have incoming links that might be linking to the piece um there's a bunch of different ways for google to get its way through a website um, I'm not sure why they're making a big deal of this, why they even had to make the announcement. What's, what's, it doesn't hurt to have a paginated link at the bottom. Is it going to kill your website? Is it going to hurt Google? Yeah, I think this was just a standard question. It's funny because I haven't had a chance to actually watch the office hours that it was based on. Um, but 
it seems to be a question when they pulled out or pulled announced that they had stopped support for the relpreve next, right? Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And so okay, the idea yeah. that do they understand pagination still? Um, I don't think Google would have pulled that out if they didn't think <laughs> they had a strong handle on pagination, right? They well, and also it's, it's not like that. This is a tough one. Yeah, well, exactly. It's it's one of the most obvious things to recognize. Uh, um, you know, it'd be like Google saying, we understand what footer links are. Yes, of course you do, right? By their placement and function, you understand what they are. So um, I think this is a pretty obvious one, but it does bring up the discussion of it's important not just to understand the context of a link technically, but it's important to understand the context structurally and the importance of that structure um, as it passes through, because with the Prev Next, we were relying on a technical solution. Now we don't have that technical solution, and in my opinion, that's better. Because in the in the example with the client who link didn't pass across, we were able to very very quickly figure that out. If they were still indexing page two, page three, page four, because of this Prev Next, without passing any page rank it would have actually caused me more headaches to try and troubleshoot. We would have figured it out because we're in this glut of pages that should rank that don't, but it would have taken longer. It was much easier to find pages that just aren't even being crawled or indexed than it is to find something that's in the index, but fundamentally orphaned, um, you know, or, or, or functionally orphaned. So anyway, that's, that's just my two bits on that one. I know we're, we're rounding out the hour here, so I, I won't drone on further. We have actually rounded out the hour here um, to be to be to be uh, more precise because it's top of the clock. Um, so yeah, we've got another another full clock. Um, friends, you have been listening to Webology on WebmasterRadio.fm uh, on behalf of Dave Davies and Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Glad that he did the COVID uh, talk earlier in the show because it's always such a bummer to leave on that one, but. Please wash your hands, wear a mask, stay six feet away from people, and help us all get our society and economy back by getting vaccinated as soon as possible. Be safe, be well, be kind to each other, and friends, we will talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of FM. Any broadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Pioneers of podcasting, staying at the forefront of digital marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. WMR.FM enters the 2020s leading the way, expanding our spectrum of shows set to educate, entertain, and engage. We are the WMR.FM podcast.